season two of the JKR podcast powered by Black Cobra Sports. My name is Jay Shriglin and I'm the host. Let's dig into today's episode after a word from our sponsor. JKR Podcast. My name is Jay Shriglin and I'm the host. We've got episode number three of four of this weekend. We've got that today. Two great episodes here so far this weekend. Thank, I want to thank Connor Nolan for coming on the show and Nolan Souza. Two great episodes. Expect the same today. We've got CJ Richard, 2023 Ohio State commit coming on the show. Cool story. Lots of great experiences here so far in his young career. Going to the same high school as Ken Griffey Jr. and Barry Larkin. Training with MLB All-Star Josh Harrison. Going to a bunch of those MLB Breakthrough Series events as well. Um, so really enjoyed this interview. Really get really enjoyed getting to know CJ as a person and as a ball player. Um, today we discussed just going through that cold COVID recruiting process where he really wasn't able to go through, go take visits to the actual universities. Had to talk on the phone for the most part through those recruiting visits. I'm sorry, through the recruiting process. Uh, we dig into the breakthrough series and what's that all about, how that compares to some of the other events he's been taking part of here um, in his travel ball career. We talk about the Ohio State coaching change that went through this past summer and what his mindset was on that coaching change and how he went about it as a ball player, as a commit to that university. Um, and just much more, digging his entire career so far. Um, so like I said, I really enjoyed it. Hope you guys are going to enjoy it as well. So let's dig into the episode. Welcome back to the JKR podcast. Today we have Arkansas Sticks outfielder and second baseman, Ohio native and 2023 Ohio State baseball commit. We got CJ Richard on the show. CJ, CJ, super pumped to get you on the show, man. How are you doing today? Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm doing very well. Very good. You know, just got done working out a minute ago. Yeah. Great to hear. All right. So one question I do like to start out with all the guys I get on the podcast just to kind of get it rolling is for those who don't know you. How would you introduce yourself? Who exactly is CJ Richard? Um, I just I'm just a guy that likes to have fun. I'm very joy. And when I play the game of baseball, I like to have swag a little bit, I like to say drip out and then play with fun. I'm like I'm like the king of sellies. Like I'm a real big celebration guy playing the game. Other than that, I just like to have fun, crack jokes. Just have you mentioned celebrations. What what kind of what kind of sellies do you got? I got like I got the I got like my personal. I like draw Cupid heart and I shoot my arrow through it. Then you know I do like the Philly shakers. I like shaking the hips on the bases. I like doing a lot of TikTok trends on the bases, stuff like that. It's pretty. It's just like having fun. Yeah. So are you goes really? What'd you say? Depending on how the game really goes, really depends on how like nothing too flashy, but like you know, just some fun. Yeah. So are there guys in the major leagues you kind of like to you kind of like to watch with the type of celebrations they have to kind of mock, not mock them, but kind of uh, yeah. use what they do? I kind of really do my own celebrations. Come from, uh, just me, just I'm a, I'm like I like to dance, have fun. But like really the Dominicans and Puerto Ricans, they really be having like the flash and swag to them. So they yeah. always. Do you have do you have more celebrations when you're playing high school ball there at Moeller or when you're playing travel ball? Uh, travel ball for sure. Travel ball, you get to do really, not really whatever, but it's more, it's way more 
leeway than high school is more like strict because you know you don't want to really show up the other school too much so. yeah of course so you talk about travel ball there let's dig into it a little bit so you play for five star you've played for five star in the past and the arkansas sticks that's how we got connected was through the sticks um so just dig into it how your travel ball career has been so far going from the five star to the arkansas sticks uh five star i would say it was a very great program that's where i really met all my really friends like drew burris riley jackson brady neal cam collier like we all really that's when i really came in like when we all really they already started like with five star but when i came in like, i met all i got to meet all them then it really like introduced me to like the really national i always played national but like the year i came in was 15u and we were number one so like then we was playing all the good comp and everything it was really like the COVID year but it was like just fun playing with everybody and like really that's when i really got on the when i say the circuit really that year I really got on the circuit, like my name started going around a little bit more. And after that, had another year with them. It's fun, same thing, just playing, being everybody, winning games, having fun. And then now I'm Arkansas Sticks, and I only played two tournaments. I got to play two tournaments because I injured my hamstring this summer. So, but ever, but when I played with them, it was just nothing but fun, same as always. And then I like Brewster, that's my guy, really. Yeah. So what what is that relationship with Coach Brewster? I mean, every player I talk to from the sticks, they talk about how great a coach he is, how how good he is with having relationships with younger guys. So what what is your relationship overall with Coach Brewster? Uh, with Coach Brewster, it's nothing but, like, fun, but strict at the same time. Like, I remember, like, when I first – like, my first game with them, and, like, he was talking to me, and he was like a – like, I'm basically like big brother. Like, I'm going to get on you. We're going to have fun, stuff like that. And I was just like, you know, coaches say that. But as we, like, get – went along and played, like, it really started to show, like, and how, like, he really, like, addressed situations and, like, came to players and came to me in certain situations. So how, how did you initially get connected with Coach Brewster and the Arkansas Sticks? Uh, really just circuit. I, I forget, like, which way. But, like, just, like, being on the circuit, like, certain teams and everything. I think my dad had reached out. He reached out somehow. But I forget how we got connected. But it's just best that we did. Now I'm just going. So, so now that now that you've gotten a chance to play for Five Star National and for the Arkansas Sticks, what's big? What's been some of the biggest differences you've seen between both programs? Obviously, both programs are great, but yes. just what's the differences that you've seen by the way that they're ran and just what the overall vibe is when you go to tournaments with each team? I never really got to think about that, but now that I ponder on it, Five Star is really like it went up. Like it was just depending on like really the coach. Like, my first coach was Dobbs, who was one of my favorite coaches. And, like, that's, like, my guy going back. Then I had Daltrey. It really just depended on the coach. Like, Dobbs was really strict. Like, he just – he loved – like, he hated, like, when you didn't swing at fastballs. Like, we had to do, like, push-ups, stuff like that, runs, stuff like that. Then Daltrey, it was a little bit more laid back. It was, like – because we getting older, so we had more leeway. So, like, going through there, I saw, like, that was, like, really just showing us on a national level that, like, you had to fend for yourself, really. Like, it was, like, up to you to make your adjustments. Like, they're going to give you pointers, but they're not going to, like, baby you, stuff like that. And then now with Coach Brewster, it's, like, the same leeway. They're just going to give you pointers, but they want you to go through it, but they just don't want to see you fail. So it's, like, mm, I want to say it's not really strict matter, but it's, like, what purpose you playing with is, like, different, I'll say. Yeah. So with both programs, obviously with you kind of being an insider of both, what's led to the success of both programs? 
I mean, obviously, five stars dishing out talent all the time. Arkansas Sticks have guys who are committed to SEC, Big Ten, I mean, every year. So with you just being an insider, what do you think's kind of led to the success of both of those programs? I feel like the success of both programs that I've seen so far is really just a relationship between the players. So I don't really think, like, you can have, like, however, like, many ranked players you want, put together whatever team. But if if the players aren't clicking, like, together as a whole, like, just picking up players, stuff like that, because five-star, we never picked up players like that. And then Sticks, when I played with Sticks, we didn't pick up players like that. So it was really, like, we had a bond, and, like, we just together, and, like, we fended for each other, and, like, we picked each other up, like, never, like, embarrassed, tried to embarrass, like, get down, get too hard on somebody because we knew it was like our brothers. So just always had fun, bringing a fun aspect out of it, which made like us better, making the game fun, I'd say. Yeah. So you said you said you did play football your freshman and sophomore year. So was that when you first started heading to Jupiter? Was that last year or have you been to Jupiter a couple of times for fall ball? Uh, Jupiter, I went to Jupiter last year. Last year. That was the year I went to Jupiter. And I'm going to Jupiter again this year. And so you- I did good in Jupiter last year, actually. That was, I was top 10 in hitting. So. Yeah, I mean, like from listening to that Perfect Game podcast, from what it sounds like, I mean, it sounds like you kind of dominated Jupiter when you were down there last year, and you you were one of the youngest guys in that tournament, right? Yeah, I was under. It was a junior, you know, it's all like upperclassmen, seniors. So going down there as a junior and doing how good I did really like boosted me up a little bit. Just hoping I could capitalize on that this year. Yeah. So what was the difference between that competition level when? So last summer when you were playing with your actual class in the class of 2023 to when you went to Jupiter and faced a lot of the 22s and a couple 23s? How consistent, like, pitching was. It was way more consistent, like, say, like, going from, like, summer ball to where, like, kids throwing hard, trying to gain velo, hitting numbers, to where, like, kids are hitting the numbers and the velos and hitting their spots, which is, like, I feel like the hardest thing was for me to do and adjust to, like, my first couple of bats was, like, you can't miss your pitch. Like, you got to hit your pitch because if you get behind, it's going to be harder because the – Guy's actually good, and he knows he's doing on the mound. He's just not throwing a baseball. Like, he's actually pitch, not pitching a throw. So who were some of those top those top tier pitchers that you got to face last year? Did any of them get drafted, or who were some of those guys that you got to face? I can't really re- remember the names of them, but it was, like, everybody down there was, like, there was somebody. Like, if you were down there, you were somebody. I don't really remember the names, but I know they were going Power 5, D1. You know, it don't really matter to school, but just kind of boost the person up a little bit. Yeah, but I never really cared about that, like who the pitcher was that I was facing. Yeah, so you you've also besides playing for the sticks and playing for five star, you've also gotten a chance to play in the MLB Breakthrough Series. Um, I haven't really had a couple. I, I've had R J Hamilton, I believe he's the R- only guy I've um, had on who's been a part of the Breakthrough Series. So can you kind of take us through what the Breakthrough Series has been, the just the entire experience has been for you so far? Uh, the Breakthrough Series, I say that was probably the most fun I've ever had really just connecting like all the minorities together like we all just have fun stay the night go to camps go to go to meetings learn from like the elders of the minorities and like who started it from the beginning and just learn about like the values that Jackie Robinson had like the Robinson way and everything but really just getting connected with like the other minorities because you might not see some are off the circuit but when I went in there I knew really most of them from the circuit, which I say, from the, like, summer ball circuit. But it was just fun, like, connecting and, like, it was just nothing but good times, good laughs. Yeah. So. so were most of those – was most of this breakthrough series, was that 
this this past summer between your junior senior year or was there stuff in previous summers it was stuff in previous but I personally I didn't go to those I wish I did now that I recall it I wish I did but just from the experience that I had this last it like just showed me like what it's all about like being able to learn from like say Ro Coleman was there Vandy leadoff which is like one of my mentors like my my big bros Rajay Davis was like my outfitter coach just other coaches like that Luke Carter Cam's dad who I work with a lot and just like mentoring me and like just helped me in ways but all them there at the same place like we're all just doing drills nothing but competition and getting better yeah like competition like knowing that like each other just making each other better which is like funnest thing for me so when you're around guys like that, obviously Rajay Davis was, I mean, he's, a, he's been in the World Series a couple times. Like, what are you doing to pick those guys' brains and just see what, with them having so much experience within pro ball, Major League Baseball, when you're around guys like that, just overall, like, how are you picking their brain? Just in any situation, like, when I feel like something else could have been done, I say a front hand or a back hand, really just ask him, like, ask him or, like, just other players like that because – it's not really like always a specific right way to do something. It's more like an easier way or like a more efficient way to be done. So just like just really in like situations like where it's like this or that, like seeing which one they prefer and like stuff like that, which I really feel like helped me personally, because like you're not going to know all to the game, but like in certain situations, knowing like what's better to do, I feel like will help you. Yeah. So you've also gotten the chance to play in the baseball factory All-American game, right? I didn't I didn't go to the game, but I like competed in like trials and like different camp sport. Okay. Cause I mean when I was doing the research, like you popped up on the baseball factory website, but it like it wasn't like it was it was kind of like it didn't have all your information. So I wasn't a hundred percent sure, but I figured I would ask and just just to see if you've I did a baseball factory I think when I was like super young. Okay. Then, I started I did like three I know it was one it was like a just a put together one for like the game like selecting like a little trial during the summer but other than that I didn't really do anything else baseball factory okay so you had to Jupiter here this here in these upcoming weeks for the Arkansas sticks is this going to be your last travel ball event or do you plan on doing some other things uh before next spring shows up before next spring I don't know. I, I really plan on, like, during the winter, I really, like, I like lifting. Like, I'm a, like, I like lifting, like, mobility, stuff like that, and getting faster, and then come out in spring, which is what I like to do. But I might, I may pick up, depending on, you know, whatever Brewster has, he wants me, you know, I just go off really Brewster. Yeah. So, in the late fall and the winter, when you're just, you're going to the way you said you like to lift. So, in the late fall and winter, as you're preparing for that spring season, what are some, like, how many times a week are you lifting and what are you trying to focus on when you do head to the weight room? I try to lift three times every, I like doing legs twice, upper body once. And then the other two days, I work out five days, but the other two days I like to run, get my legs under me and then work on speed. And then like mobility, core work and all that. Okay. So uh, what do you say? No, go ahead. You were, were you finished? I was just going to say like, so. I don't get too tight when I lift, so my body stays loose and limber. Yeah. So with this with this uh, past summer being your last travel ball season, 
just overall, I mean, looking back at your entire travel ball career memories, uh, playing for five star, playing for the Arkansas Sticks, just looking back on it, what what's some of the best memories that just come to mind as you think about travel ball? Really the friend that's what I just think about. Like I always think about like how like close we still gonna be, like me and like my friends from the circuit, like when we in college, the league, like after life. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, after the college life, after the league, when we all, like, just go our separate ways, like, staying in touch and, like, just knowing that we once had those memories, I feel like it's something, like, cool to look at. Like, so, like all those remember when conversations come back up, that would be, like, like, for us to all, like, have fun, enjoy, joke around for it. Yeah, so have you, have you gotten the chance to play up against some of your future Big Ten opponents or even Ohio State teammates in the circuit? Teammates in the circuit? I actually went to school with uh my friend Nate Early. Uh he's he's a freshman at Ohio State right now. That's my guy. But I also Mason Elkelman, he's a catcher committed there. Uh I go to school, Clay Burdett, he's a pitcher, he's committed there. And then you know it's just some I don't I'm not really in touch with that many commits, but uh October twenty second is the official visit. So I can't wait for that to meet everybody. Who who are you guys playing for the official visit? Iowa. I, oh, that's going to be a decent game. I mean, yeah. Um, my childhood friend is the running back for Iowa, so it should, should be fun. Yeah. Do you, Hopefully, it don't do it too bad. Yeah. Do you, you guys, do you, do you follow Big Ten football quite a bit? Obviously, with Ohio okay, State, kind of. Ohio State football fan. Big. My dad's a big Ohio State football fan. He's yeah. probably down Ohio State recaps right now. Hell, I'm sure you guys are always dominating the Big Ten. I mean, I go to I go to Indiana, so I mean, every every year when we have to face you guys, I'm just like, man. Well, my friend uh, Devin Taylor's up in Indiana right now. He's a he's a freshman. He plays baseball. Oh yeah, he's the he's the number one he's the number one recruit in our class. Yeah, I, I was at the stadium Sunday watching Team Indiana and Indiana Bulls, like because they had some like tournament there, and I saw Devin. Devin was uh, up there. What's up? I- up there with uh oh were you playing on alpha sunday i was supposed to i was supposed to they wanted me to then i was resting yeah because i saw well i just went for team indiana they just told me that because like jace lee and rj cromarty if you've heard of those guys yeah i know yeah they they told me they told me that they were playing in bloomington so i was like oh well i mean i'm since i'm here i'm gonna go watch you guys play and i saw alpha was there and then another indiana bulls team so i wasn't I wasn't I wasn't looking for you on Alpha because I wasn't sure if you're going to be there, but no. Yeah. Um. So with you guys, when you guys heading to Jupiter here these next couple of weeks, what what should the fans be expecting from the Arkansas Sticks? Oh, uh, we gonna you know we gonna put on we gonna put on shows. We're not not really. I wouldn't say shows. We're not going to put on shows, but just we're going there to win. Going there to win. I feel like every player does their job. Every player does their best. There's nothing else to do but win. Yeah. Because have on the roster and everything so yeah so pl- playing for the Arkansas Sticks even though it is a pretty good program who are some of the guys that you think have maybe played underneath the radar here these past couple seasons on the Sticks the Sticks or you, you can even do at Moeller and at five on on your five-star team five-star let me think it's a lot just it's really like not really under the radar once you're on the circuit it's not really like who's under the radar it's more like who's not really just put in the place to perform, I say. Because, like, you know, when you win the tournaments, the more scouts get there, when you get going. I feel like people probably just not on the, like, best teams, I say. The better the team, the more looks you obviously going to get. 
because like it's a lot of good players on like not so good teams for say, but they just get overlooked. Say somebody might hit like super good, but they can't get the MVP because they don't win a tournament. Yeah, like like that. Yeah. So I just say, there's people like probably the good players that's not on the best like the not so good teams. Those are really the people that just get overlooked. Yeah. So moving a little bit more into high school ball, obviously play for two great programs for travel ball. You play for a great program when it comes to high school, Moeller High School, Ken Griffey Jr. went there. You mentioned who else? You, Barry, you said Barry Larkin went there as well? Yes, Barry Larkin went there, yes. Okay. So going to a high school that, I mean, just it's such a great program. You have two guys like that who played there in the past. Um, what, like, do is it, are they, how should I word this? Like, are they still involved or like, do people still talk about those two guys when you're playing there at Moeller? Oh, yes. It's, you know, two Hall of Famers come out of high school. It's, it's crazy to think about. And it's a lot It's a lot to live up to, especially as another minority. Yeah. So how did you guys play last season, and what's the outlook on this upcoming season? Uh, we lost to semi, semi-regionals, i say. I can't remember which one. I just know that we didn't go all the way, which sucks. But this year, it's nothing else to do but when we return. I think we lost three starters in returning – everybody else and like we had we had what 12 d1 and two left that were d1 so and then we gained i know we gained uh we gained like say like five more and we gained another major arm from our right so with you guys how do you guys get so many so many players like that like what has led to the success at molar uh, I would say that the name itself that like say like Ken Griffey Jr., Barry Larkin, and like other players that went there, like what they instilled and like what they set. So everybody just wants to come be a part in the name in our in our performance. I really say our performance last year was real good, like putting up the numbers and like we were always like we were number one, number one state at one point we were ranked. I'm pretty sure like number nine we were ranked top fifteen by max preps, but then we ended up just losing. Off of, I would personally say it's a fluke game. I would personally say it's a fluke game. I would, we should have won. We should have went all the way, no doubt. But this year, it's a lot of it's a lot of talk. But I'm gonna just say, I'm gonna do my best to win. Yeah. So who are some other guys to be on the lookout for? You said you guys got 12 D1 commits. So who are some other guys to be looking out for? Last year we had 12. I know that for a fact. I don't know how many we have on our roster this year, but who else on the team? I know our pitcher Clay. He, which I said was committed to Ohio State. We got a. Air Force commit, we have a UC commit, George Mason commit, and well, so we have a Kentucky commit, Duke commit, pitcher, two pitchers, and then Wright State, two Wright State commits. So we got a pretty good roster. Yeah. So have you? So with you going to the same school, the same high school as Ken Griffey Jr. and Barry Larkin, have you gotten a chance to meet either of those guys? Like, do either of them still come around the program, or are they kind of staying away at this point? Uh, I've talked to, I've been connected to him, but I haven't like got face to face yet, which is in the works. So, so what are you looking forward to most when you do get face to face? What are some questions you plan on asking him? Like, how how do you what what are you looking forward to most? Really, just uh connecting to like the similarities on how like going through the same high school stuff like that, just icebreakers and stuff. Yeah. So, seeing like how it was at the next level for them, like trials and tribulations mm-hmm. that they faced. Like just compare and contrast, really. So talking about another major league player, Josh Harrison, from what I hear, you train with Josh. Yes. So how did you get connected with Josh? And what are where are you guys usually training at? Is he based out of Cincinnati? 
Uh, yes, he um he went to Princeton High School, which is really near uh, where I'm from. And we actually beat them. We beat them in the playoffs, I think, third round. One of the rounds, we got them up through. But that's my guy. I've been I've known him since I was like seven. I, I connected with him from my football coach, knew him, and then I played baseball at the time. I was I was young, but he connected us. And ever since then, he's been like my mentor and just take me under his wing whenever he hit. Whenever he comes back from the season, he's uh he just texts me, let me know. And then his one of my hitting coaches is Vince Harrison, his brother. Was, I think the double A or triple A of the Diamondbacks. He's the coach of the triple A or double A Diamondbacks. I'm not sure, but whenever he comes back, he just got back actually. So can't wait to get back in there and hit with him again. So, but whenever Josh comes back, he always just texts me, takes me under his wing, lets me know when they're going to hit, stuff like that. So you said you got connected with him when you were seven. So what, that's like 10 years from now. Josh, I mean, 10 years in the past. So Josh was still a major league, was a major league player at that point, right? Yes, okay. he was with them. So even though you even though you are close to him and you get to talk to him quite a bit, what are some things that you like to ask him? Obviously, when he comes home from the off season or he comes home for the All Star break or something like that, like what are some what are some things that he's teaching you? What are some ways that you're kind of picking his brain a little bit? Really, just in the ways of like I like to always talk about him, like who's the toughest he faced, stuff like that, because he hit a couple home runs off Chapman before, like asking asking what it's like, just asking him really, like, how's the speed of the game, like, what's really to look for. He just tells me, like, stuff to do so that you don't get in, like, trouble. He lets me know, like, it's okay to fail because he mentions times, like, where he struggled. And then, like, I just relate that to myself whenever I, like, I'm, like, I'm struggling or something. I'd be, like, you know, struggle too. Yeah. So you've mentioned a couple major league players, well, a couple, a couple people who have been very influential in your baseball career so far. But who would you say so far going into your senior year, going into the one of your last travel ball events, going into your spring senior year, who has been the most influential person on your baseball career so far? My baseball career, that's hard. That's a hard, like, one to just narrow down. Well, okay, so, I mean, if it gets – if it's too hard to narrow down to one, two or three, I mean, that, that works just as well. Yeah, two or three, I have to say – I throw Josh in there from just like learning the aspects of the game. And Lance Durham, my hitting coach, and then Vince Harrison, my hitting coach. And then even though he's not really he wasn't really the baseball player, but I say my dad, because we like do all the baseball talk together, everything like that. And I say that. But most important, I say probably like my peers, which really helped me, like my friend groups, like my friends and all that. Like whenever we like go hit, like they always encourage me to like we always go toss together, hit together, get groups like during the winter, like hit and everything. So yeah, always always good to compete with your buddies. Always good to yeah. be be around some good people when you're when you're little, the best. Uh, yeah, when you're early in your career. But let's dig into the recruiting process a little bit. Obviously, we've talked a little bit about it so far. Heading to Ohio State here next fall. Um, so let's just dig into the entire recruiting process. So when exactly did that recruiting process start for you? Uh, mine really started once um, I had talked to schools, but it really jumped off like after during COVID really, which was kind of like upsetting for me because I wasn't able to like go to campuses really and like see all the schools. But really 15 U when I was playing with Five Star National, I won the uh, MVP at Hoover Metplex for the elite championship 
then after that, like, it really just jumped off, like, because I bet I think 700 or, like, close to 700 at the uh, Hoover Met Place. So, after that, colleges just wanted to talk to me and see. And then after that was, I think, was was WWA right after that? I'm sure WWA. It was a tournament in between, and then WWA was right after that. And then I was just on a hit in hot streaks, hot streaks, and then colleges would come to see me for what they could do during because during COVID. So it was just that's when it really took off from there. So that COVID and, year, that was the summer in between your freshman and sophomore year, or was it in between eighth grade and freshman year? Freshman sophomore. Okay. So who were some of those initial teams that were reach that were reaching out to you with when, when they were able to during that whole that whole summer? First school that I talked to was Florida State. Now that I'm trying, I knew I knew that um, Tennessee. Uh, I talked to Georgia. Heavy. I'm listening to like some of the schools I talked to. Heavy Ohio State, obviously. Um, Georgetown. Uh, I, I really like their coaches there. And then who else? It was just I was I was talking to like over like 30 schools during the COVID, and then it would really hurt me because I couldn't really like go see go see the campuses, like, whenever I was down in Florida, stuff like that. But I was saying it hurt. It definitely hurt, like, our era like that we were in, like, during the COVID. It kind of pushed back. It's starting to open up for the younger kids now. But I say that really hurt us in, like, the recruiting and everything. For, like, some people that weren't able to, like, like I said, win MVP, like, for, like, the not-so-good teams. Yeah. So how, with you talking to 30 teams, how long did it take for Ohio State to kind of work their way into the mix? Oh, Ohio State was uh, there from the beginning, which is why I really like I really liked them, even though we got new coaches and everything. But like, I they let me go through my they offered me early, but they let me go through my recruiting process, which my my dad was really big on that. He wouldn't let me commit early, to like any school. He wouldn't let me commit early. So as I was just going through the process, I was just like picking what I liked from each school and what I didn't like. Then at the end, it just came back to Ohio State. It was like not a better choice for like for my future, I'd say. Yeah. So was that Ohio State coaching transition? Was that before or after you committed? Uh, after they just got a new coach. Like I say, it was this summer. Okay. So what's your mindset when you hear that the place that you're actually committed to, um, you've committed to a certain coach, a certain head coach, a certain coaching staff. Uh, what's that mindset when you hear that they're leaving and you kind of have to go not through another recruiting process, but just go through another like ice breaking process of meeting the new staff? Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, it was a uh, it was it wasn't tough at all because of how Coach Mosiella came in. That's my guy. Um, but it was like when it first happened, we didn't have a coach. And people were like, you know, you talking to other schools. I personally out. I, I didn't talk to any schools. We waited. We waited out to see who the new coach was before, like, just jump to conclusions and, and like, just go talk to a whole bunch of different schools. But I waited, and then I know I hopped on a Zoom call with him, and then ever since that, he just sold me. I was like, I'm still staying. So, yeah. So what's the biggest differences you've seen on a personal level um, from the current head coach to the past head coach that you actually committed to, to initially? Uh, Personal, I could say – that just because, like, I'm more closer to being in a school, it was, like, a better talk, more, like, deeper talk than, like I say, than a talk of when I was a freshman to Ohio State. 
rather just mention in college, but more like just talking about how you talk through, go through with me, come sit down, going over like pro, like for draft stuff like that, mentioning stuff like that. And then he also talked about how like, I think it was once a week or something like that. Like he bring the players to his house, they have his wife cooks for him and everything. And just talks about how like he just takes a player in and like stuff like that. It really just sold me and how like he likes speed, speed and line drive hitters was, was right down my alley, more perfect than none. So. So taking it back before you actually did commit, what were some of those initial conversations like with, I mean, you mentioned Florida state, Tennessee, obviously Ohio state. Um, what were some of those initial conversations like and how did you grow um, your relationship with some of the coaches? Uh, I'll say during the COVID, it was really like more of me selling myself rather because they could see like the stats video, but they couldn't see up the close and personal. So I really just have to really sell myself because it's like, they're taking all this video in. It's like thousands, millions of recruits sending them videos. So it was more, more me like pitching my idea rather than I say nowadays, like that they can see up in personal. It's like the college, like, oh, we like this in your swing. We like this. I like the way you play, like run on the field, stuff like that. They can't really see all that through except for just the clips of me hitting. So, but in my early, I really liked, I like Coach Metcalf at Florida State. I like Coach uh, E at Tennessee. They're really just, they were like, I will say, they were easy to talk to, good, good guys. So, so going through the process during COVID, you've mentioned that a couple times now. Um, were you able to take visits to some of the schools that you were, I mean, had a high, like a high uh, interest rate in, or did you, or was it almost all pretty much phone calls and virtual visits? All phone calls, virtual visits. You could like visit campus, but you couldn't like, you know. It was like so many restrictions, you know, how NCAA gets about their restrictions. So, yeah. Who were some of those schools that you actually went to go and kind of like walk around campus and see see what the campus was like? The only one I really got to was, if I recall, I got, I went to Georgia. I went to Georgia Tech because WWA was right. Other than that, it was Georgia, Georgia Tech, Ohio State. I didn't really, I didn't decide to just drive all the way up just to walk around the campus of the school. So. Of course. I mean, that'd be kind of a waste of time and money. But how did the Georgia and Georgia Tech campuses, how did they compare to Ohio State? Oh, uh, you know, they all have, you know, power five, good facilities. Uh, I really, I like Georgia's. I like Coach Strickland. And then I really talked to uh, Coach Hall. He When I first started talking to him, he mentioned how he recruited because he was first in Michigan and he recruited uh, Ken Griffey. And then he also uh, had Larkin. He coached Larkin while he was at Michigan. So he brought that up coming out of Mola High School, which was like very welcoming. And then Coach Ramsey, that was my guy, Georgia Tech. He was real cool to talk to. And like he connected more because I feel like his age gap was really was really matters, I feel to me. Like they can relate more to the younger generation, like younger coaches and stuff like that. Other than that, I really, I really like both of them. Yeah. All, so as you were going through that process, was there what were some of the key things that you were looking for? Obviously, you, you mentioned their relationships with coaches. Um, oh, obviously, Ohio State's close to home for you. But what, what were overall, what were like the key things you were looking for in a coaching staff and in a college program? I love competition as a player, but I'll be like basically idiotic if I don't look at who's like committed in the upper classes, who's already there, stuff like that. So that was that was really a major one for like my future, like going in, I want to say it's like people in a position, you're not going to commit to a college 
when it's three outfield spots and they have like six outfitters committed. I just, I don't know. That's like the major one for me. And then really just that. And then like the atmosphere of the college, like I love Ohio State's atmosphere. Going to the games, don't beat anything like it. And stuff like that. Just the campus, how like, where's the campus at? Like Georgia Tech, Midtown Atlanta versus Athens. Like more like, I feel like the outer ones rather than the ones in the city are like more just college towns, they say. Cause there's just like, it's nothing else in Athens, but Georgia, UGA and Georgia tech. You got the city, the beautiful campus, beautiful cities, beautiful uh, buildings in the backgrounds of the field and everything, Ohio state, you know, everything around it. So I feel like that, that was big, two big parts in it. In so right before you at, before it was time to commit to Ohio state, who were some of the other schools that you were pretty uh, con- strongly considering as well? Uh, I really consider Florida State, I consider Georgia Tech, I like UCF, schools like that. I really like, I really like Coach Corbin at Vandy, and that's really, that's probably, I would say, my top, my top. I gotta, I gotta go back and look, I forget. So you, you did mention here earlier in the podcast that you do have some relationships with some guys going to Ohio State already, um, yeah. but who are some of the commits who are going to Ohio State, or even guys who are there now? that you do have prior relationships with? Uh, I know Drew Brockman. He was in, uh, I would say, the 20 class, class of 20, 21. I think 21. But he went to neighboring school around me. That's my guy. Like, we always do arm care and stuff together, like, wherever we work out. Then Nate Early, he's a freshman up there now. He was in the class of 22. Uh, I know Drew Jones with the class of 22. And, like, a lot of other class of 22 guys from when I went up there to visit. Ohio State for the for the game versus Penn State last year, which was fun. Then Clay Burdett, he goes to the he goes to Muller with me as well, so that's my guy. And then Mason Eckelman, he's from he goes to Walsh Jesuit, which is more up north. So he uh he was committed to Michigan actually before. So and we got to get and commit to OSU. Yeah. So you, you guys are all heading to Ohio State here in a couple of weeks, right? To go watch Penn State. Uh no, we're gonna watch Iowa. Oh yeah, last, never mind. yeah, you did mention Iowa. Yep. Last day. So w- what are you looking forward to most once you head to uh, Columbus with the whole team and just kind of building that chemistry? Uh, just really picking everybody's brain, seeing like what teams they come from, start like that. Uh, just growing friendships like that because you know spending the next couple of years with them, starting off on the right foot, which will be great. Just can't wait to meet everybody. It's gonna be fun. Yeah. So moving more on to like the actual on the field play instead of just talking about the recruiting process, all that type of stuff. Um, so you are listed as an outfielder and a second baseman. So is your plan in college to try to be both be a utility guy or have you talked to the coaching staff on what exactly that plan is going to be? Uh, we talked we talked to the coach, you know, he likes being versatile and everything. But my plan is just to be on the field, which is something I can't wait to do. I'm a compete in whatever spot they want me at. So. Take us through your hitting approach a little bit. Like, what's going through your mind when you're on deck, you're watching the guy in front of you, you're watching the pitcher. Um, just what are you trying to see? What's your hitting approach? And overall, just what's going through your mind? Uh, first, like, say when I'm on, I'm usually lead off, but I'm going to speak from when I'm on deck at first. Uh, I usually see how, like, quick to the play he is, his delivery. And I also watch the catcher on throwdown, stuff like that, being a base dealer. But then going up to the plate, I'm really just – I like I like to let my hands relax. I'm like a very relaxed hitter. 
like to just be on time, get in the zone early, get my bat on plane. So I'm a gap to gap hitter. I don't I don't try to lift the ball or anything. Try to drive the ball in the gaps, let my feet work, run, show off my speed a little bit for the people watching. And then other than that, I don't the pitcher's not, I feel like no pitcher's really gonna beat me with a fastball. So I can always I'm always sitting fastball, but I'm looking for the all speed because usually the pitchers know me. After the first at bat, at least if they throw me a fastball, it's gonna be a breaking ball for what I do to the fastball in the first at bat. So, yeah. so it's really so you, fast. Yeah. So are you are you generally the type of guy that has when it comes to two strike approach, are you the type of guy that has a pretty big difference when it comes to two strike approach, or do you kind of go about it the same way? I I really just go about it the same way. That's what um both my hitting coaches really teach. Like there's no really need to like switch or change obviously I don't like overdo it because I don't overdo it anyways like for my regular swing at all so it's really just I just stay normal relaxed because I feel like when you tense up it's like easier to make mistakes or like to get off your like yeah. hitting in path swing path and everything so so if you were a scout watching your game what would be your personal scouting report on yourself so watching you in the box on the base path obviously with you being a um, a base stealer and then in the dugout interacting with some of your teammates uh, just overall, what would be your personal scouting report on yourself? Oh, I like to always be up. I'm like, I'm high energetic. I like to always stay in the game, everything. I'm always having fun, smiling, just talking, conversating with the uh, outfitters whenever they some play goes wrong, something like that. I'm just always conversating. I'm just that joke guy. I like to have fun. Like I mentioned, the celebrations, I really like to have fun, but People may say, like, my best part of my game is really my speed, but I feel like it's my bat. I just feel like my speed just overtakes the bat because it just really overwhelms them. But I feel like my bat is the number one play because you got to have a bat to get on base in the first place. So Yeah. I mean, look at Billy Hamilton. I mean, he, he was the fastest guy in the league, and he struggled because he couldn't hit Thank that you. Yeah. If you did have a biggest weakness or just the biggest part in your game that needed fixed, what would be that thing that you want to fix before you head to Ohio State next fall? Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't really say weakness, but I feel like where I just want to, I just want to keep just dominating in is my hitting. I just want to just keep hitting as long as like, just get more consistent, like than I already am. Yeah. Cause the bad plays you're going to be on the field. So, so dig, dig it into, so with you being a 2023 guy, being that potential to be get get drafted here next June in the two thousand well, next July in the twenty three draft, you do have an advisor from what you said before. So let's dig into that a little bit with me trying to be an, an agent slash advisor once I graduate. I kind of like dig it into it with the guys. Um, so when was it that advisors and agents kind of started reaching out to you? Uh, for me, it was I was already committed. It was like once like scouts really gained interest, like my name started really going around, and then but. Mine was, mine wasn't really like a out of state scout or anything. It was really just because like Josh Harrison's my mentor. We both had the same advisor, mm-hmm. which is his agent. So it's kind of like a put on like he just. I since I hit with Josh, his uh agent to come in. My advisor Jonathan Maurer, he would come in and watch Josh, and then I'd be there, mm-hmm. and then connections happen. So yeah. So what was your first interaction with with your advisor? Kind of how did that go? Oh, it was nothing but fun. He came, he came over, just talked. It was nothing but good feels, and I just knew like it was the right choice for me because of, like how open, connected he was, and from like Josh Harrison, he uh, 
my other hitter, I mean, my hitting coach, Lance Durham, and then my other hitting mm-hmm. coach, uh, Vince Harrison, he all, like, they were all under his agency, so why not me, so. Yeah, of course. So, I, what'd you say? I said it was basically, like, his only right. Yeah, of course. So if so, I mean, you did kind of get that part to where a lot of players don't get get that opportunity to be so close with guys who are part of an agency and different agents. If you were to go through the process where like different guys from around the Midwest, around the nation were reaching out, what would be some of those key things that you would be looking for um, in an advisor? An advisor, really just like how many people they manage already, how many there is. I'll just talk to, I'll talk to like, players that they already manage and stuff like that if you already don't have a like connection so yeah so now that now that you already do have an advisor like how often are you guys usually talking on a week-to-week month-to-month basis um at the beginning I feel like it was like high talk but now that I'm out of season really I'm just fall ball training and everything just send like videos and it takes checkups stuff like that but like once in season it's like a every day like twice a twice a week talk see how everything is going and stuff like that. All right. So I got two questions here left off before we end off the podcast. So usually when I end off the podcast, I kind of like to move away from the baseball field, talk about some other stuff. So with you being in Liberty Township, from what I, from what I do in the research, it looks like it's close to Cincinnati. So uh, what are some of your favorite things to do when you're in Cincinnati? Uh, I like to go down to the campus. Like from where I'm from, everybody like goes to University of Cincinnati. So like, oh, oh, well, a high majority. So I go down there, go on campus, basically so I can see what campus life is like. Go to my friends' dorms, stuff like that, everything. Other than that, uh like me and my friends, like we always just get together, have fun. It's always you can find something to do. Like Cincinnati, it's always something going around. So so beyond playing baseball, what would be some of your passions that you like to do beyond the field? Beyond the field, I like I like to fish. I used to be a real big fisherman when I was young. I don't really fish that much now because I'm so caught up in sports. Uh, I like to hang out, I like to have fun, family time, stuff like that. Yeah. I'm like the What'd you say? Sorry. I'm like, I'm really the jokester of the family. I'm the one that really like to have fun. Okay. All right. So I got here, here's this last question for you. So once you do head to Ohio State, you're gonna have the opportunity to make a little bit of cash from your name, image, and likeness, a new thing that came out a couple uh, about a year and a half ago. Um, so once you do head to campus, what would be your dream brand that you would love to work with and potentially endorse? Dream brand? Probably a clothing brand or a car brand, I'd say. Okay. What car brand? What clothing brand do you like? Just seeing uh, what CJ Stroud has. I'm a, I'm a big Louis Vuitton guy in the clothing, but. Okay. You know, the car deal, CJ Stroud guy and everything like that is making me like tourists, like dream being like having that car deal, like where he switches out. 500 grand just get a different car whenever he wants to yeah ohio ohio state's pretty good at the nil stuff so you're definitely gonna be taken care of once you head there but cj that's all the questions i got for you i really appreciate you coming on the show um I, i'm you're the, the fifth interview part of this arkansas stick series i got going on i'm so just really thankful for all you guys and really appreciate you coming on the show sure thank you And that's going to do it for another episode of the JKR Podcast. Like I said, episode three of four this weekend. Great start to the Sticks series as we're winding down on the end of week two of this Arkansas Sticks series. 
Just want to thank everyone who's coming on the show so far to be a part of it. Thank CJ, Connor, and Nolan so far this weekend. Obviously, last weekend's guest as well. Um, but the rest of this Arkansas Sticks series, be expecting some big things. Got some great things coming ahead. Um, starting with that is MJ Sayal tomorrow to wrap up week two. 2023 LSU baseball commit. Potential draftee as a two-way player here next year on the top 100 list on a lot of MLB mock drafts. So excited to see where he goes with that as well. Um, but for any more updates on the JKR podcast, check out our social media. Check out our website. That social media is going to be at JKR underscore podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Website's going to be www.jkrpodcast.com. So check those out. Give us a follow. Hit the subscribe button. And we'll catch you guys tomorrow.